Hello there, Moto America fans. This is Paul Carruthers, the communications manager for Moto America, and this is our weekly podcast, Off Track. I do the podcast every week with Sean Vice, as our fans would know, and uh, I'd like to introduce him today. You still stinging from that birthday, or are you okay? Yeah, you know, it, it kind of ended pretty quickly for me. I kind of wanted to go on. I seem to, I, I don't have too much of a problem with even numbered years, but it's those odd numbered years. I don't know why. So next year is going to probably bug me more, but um, no, I'm in, I'm in good shape. Everything's good. Uh, hey, I haven't, I haven't really told a story in a while on these, and uh, I, this isn't really much of a story, but it kind of leads into our guest for today. And so I want to talk about on this podcast for people that have followed us, um, I've made reference a lot of times to Loudon because I used to live about 45 minutes from that track in New Hampshire. So that was my home track that I would go to. It was an unusual one to go to for a lot of reasons. But one of the things I distinctly remember was in 1994, um, it was only a few years after the, the track had been reconfigured and, and uh, you know, they had this, this speedway there and everything. But um, there was a twin sports rider named Aaron Yates, who uh, I didn't really know too much about. Um, and of course, of course, they were all on those Harley 83s, if you remember, Paul. Um, those, were, those were fun, and we talked to Eric Bostrom and Ben about those, that era, too. But um, I remember I remember when Aaron won won the race in Twin Sports, and that was his very first AMA National victory. And it's amazing to think about the career he had. So... I'm going to fast forward a couple of years. It was, it was 1999, also at Loudoun. And this was an odd year because with people, people that know about Aaron Yates' career obviously think of him as being a Yoshimura Suzuki guy and a little bit with Michael Jordan as well, but definitely a Suzuki guy. Well, he raced for one year for Muzzy Kawasaki. It was 1999. And uh, at Loudoun that year, I remember, I think it must have been in in Super Sport 600 or whatever they called it in those days, um, Aaron was on, got on the podium. And so he came up on the podium, and Richard Chambers, who people must might know or remember as being the voice kind of at Daytona, um, he would come up and do the Loudon uh, Classic quite a bit. And so he, he introduced um, uh, Aaron to the podium, and Aaron came up and he had a little baby in his arms. And... Uh, Richard Chambers says, oh, oh, look at Aaron's up here with his little girl. What's your little girl's name? And Aaron said, well, first of all, this ain't no little girl. This here is a boy. And he was so indignant about it. And it had, I know it's 99 because the guest, our guest today is Ashton Yates, who was born April 2nd, 1999. Ashton, let's bring you on and talk to you. You were only a couple of months old. Do you remember being on the podium? Oh, no, definitely not. But uh, I remember, I think it was, I was like four or five years old. My dad actually brought me onto the podium, and uh, I might have been a mid-Ohio race. And uh, I was holding a trophy and uh, wearing an oversized T-shirt and stuff. There's actually photos of that. I remember that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, at a very young age, you were up on the podium. Yeah, you were only a few months old. And obviously, I'm being facetious about whether you remember, but I can't remember if I've told you that story before. But it's something I'll always remember about, you know, I knew about you being you know, heard about you when you were born, but, you know, got to kind of see you at a pretty young age. And and uh, it was odd that that was that year. It was the only year that that uh, your, your dad raced to Kawasaki. 
Um, and like I say, he was kind of known for Suzuki, but you've been, you, your career has been interesting so far. And let's start out by talking about it. You know, Paul and I were talking before the podcast that you've, it's you've crazy. raised a lot of classes. Paul, talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I was getting dizzy when I was doing some research this morning. He, you know, as it turns out, he, Ashton's ridden in six of our classes now. Um, he started obviously in KTM RC Cup, and he then he raced in Junior Cup. He's raced in Stock 600. He's raced in Super Sport. He's raced in Stock 1000, and now he's racing in Superbike as well. And he's actually he's won two of those classes, and he's podiumed in two more. So he's actually had podiums in four of the six classes that we've had. Um, the only thing he hasn't he hasn't taken part in really is Twins Cup. I mean that. That that's a lot of racing and a lot of classes for for a young guy, Ashton. Is it has it been? Does it seem like a a whirlwind for you? Um, well, not really as much, I guess. I mean, uh, my dad kind of brought me up in the supermoto stuff, always racing multiple classes and stuff, and and he told me if uh, I remember back. 2018 when I rode Junior Cup and Super Sport 600, he's like, if you want to be good, um, doing, you know, Super Sport and Junior Cup is the way, and uh, it'll make you a good rider. And so I'm just, I'm kind of used to it, and I and I like the challenge, and it, it makes me a better rider. And uh, I, I'm kind of enjoying the Stock 1000 and Superbike, are doing both of those classes this year as well to kind of. Uh, get an idea of what it's like to be on the superbike grid and stuff and uh maybe uh, next year do the same thing again yeah ashton i've got a question for you related to this uh, sort of second ge generation or really third generation with uh, your grand it's hard for me to even say your grandfather lucky because i would always talk about aaron's dad lucky but um so I've always been kind of fascinated about this with, with younger riders whose fathers and family race. You know, it's not it's not necessarily a given that the child is going to be interested in doing it. And, you know, I've always heard different things. Like, for instance, Wayne Rainey talks about how his son Rex was interested in baseball more than anything. Did you, do you have a huge, you seem to have a huge passion for racing. Do you remember when it started? It was, obviously it was encouraged by your family. But is it just like this is what I'm gonna do because this is what we all do? How did you develop your your love of racing? Um, yeah, so obviously I, I grew up, you know, going to the races with my dad from when I was a baby and stuff and I pretty much grew up at the racetrack and uh just remember my dad, you know, riding me around in the pits and and uh me uh six year old me trying to take off on uh the Yoshimura Suzuki pit scooters and stuff. And, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I've been ar around racing my whole life and stuff. So, and I kind of knew as I was starting to get older and, um, like around four or five, and I actually started to race and be a little more competitive in the racing stuff that this was what I wanted to do. And, and honestly, I couldn't, uh, imagine life without motorcycles it's, it's kind of been my life so so sean what i also noticed when uh when looking through ashton's uh past record is and i i 
I'd kind of forgotten until I saw it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I believe in the in the Moto America era that he's the only rider that's finished on uh, on two podiums in one in two different classes on the same day, which he did back in Road Atlanta, if you'll remember. I do he, uh, remember. Yeah, he was on the podium in Junior Cup and uh, and Super Sport. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, it leads me to a question. Now you're riding thousands. Um, so it's even a bigger jump, but how big of a jump was it from going like the little KTMs and even the Kawasaki Ninja 400 to, to the 600 classes? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big difference as far as, uh, the, the weight of the motorcycle and stuff. Um, you kind of got to ride the 600 in a similar way, but it, it's kind of in between, you know, the lightweight bike and, uh, the heavyweight bike so you kind of there's you have to use the same characteristics you use to ride the, the lightweight bike and the big bike at the same time i guess so uh it wasn't too bad i think the main thing that really that i struggled with might have been just the weight of the bike and getting used to that now what about it seems to me like given your size and the way you like to ride the bike the, like the thousand might be the perfect motorcycle for you. Did you do you feel pretty comfortable on it? Oh yeah, yeah. The the one thousands are definitely my favorite bike to ride so far. I feel comfortable on it because um, I'm a bigger dude. Actually, fit on it pretty good, and uh, I just I like the power too. I'm a power guy, and uh, get to slide it around like, a bit. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I mainly train on the four fifty supermoto a lot. And that's kind of like my riding style anyways. So, Yeah, you know, uh, Ashton, it's amazing. The video that you send us of you, a lot of times at Heron Compound or whatever, um, It's the stuff is always hugely popular. I'm sure you see all the comments that we get on that, and you probably do on your own channels as well. But people really enjoy watching you do all the things you do. Are, do you ride pretty much every day? Um. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to be able to have uh, Josh's Heron Compound like an hour from my house. And I also have my own piece of property back in Milledgeville, Georgia. Uh, my dad and I have like 150 acres and we've got uh, TT track trails and all kinds of stuff to ride on, ride on and rip on. And usually I can't go a week without riding something. So, uh, and then we got the lake just five minutes from that and uh yeah so there's i'm usually occupied doing something uh training wise sounds like a pretty ideal situation um do you so you obviously ride a lot of moto and uh turn track stuff do you do you what else do you do for your fitness do you do you uh do cycling mountain bikes or anything like that yeah i love uh mountain biking um, I do my own workout stuff. I don't really do much working out at the gym or anything. I kind of do my own deal there, and I'll train with other guys. Uh, I mainly do the supermoto stuff, maybe some some motocross here and there. Um, I'm not a big jump guy because I've uh, most of my injuries from riding have mainly been from motocross, so I try to take it easy on that side. But um, uh. Yeah, and then uh, like water sports, I got a stand-up jet ski, and I'll ride that thing. It's 
it's a pretty good workout too. So that's cool. That's what you mentioned with the lake. I mean, is that where you do the jet ski? I got one right here. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. That's great. Um, you know, as far you mentioned about no jumps and stuff, and I, I think Paul probably thought the same thing I did is that every time we hear about one of our riders getting hurt, it was when they were doing moto and it's something on a yeah. jump or whatever. So that's a good idea. Do you do any, well, I mean, I know you do turn track stuff in supermoto. Do you, I, I guess you kind of do some flat track stuff. Have you ever thought of, have you, have you done any flat track, uh, gone to any, I can't remember if you've gone to any of them. Yeah, actually back in, um, 2000, 15 and 16 i did the the last daytona short track oh that's right yes yeah and that was my first like uh pro flat track event and i did the daytona tt the year after that or the first year they did that and the uh, atlanta short track but i was kind of new to all that i've been wanting to do some dirt track lately i wanted to do a tt before the year's over um i'm i'm that's another thing I train a lot on too. I forgot to mention the TT track at my dad's house. So yeah, I like the flat track pretty good too. And it's not as dangerous as some of the other stuff you can do right. while training. So. Right. Well, speaking of your dad, um, like it seems to be in high fashion now to have rider coaches and, and guys are paying people to be their coaches. And it seems like, I mean, it, the obvious thing would be to think that you have a free coach and that you're in that your dad would help you. Is that the case, or is he pretty hands off when it comes to actually critiquing your riding and and going out and watching you and and seeing if he can give you any advice? Um, my dad has always been pretty like uh, like he wants he wants to help me out, but he kind of wants me to figure it out on my own. You know, um, he doesn't he's not really the dad that pushes the kid. He doesn't really push me at all. He wants me to do my thing. And main thing, he wants me to have fun. Sometimes, he, uh, I remember back when I was just starting to get into, like, or riding on the larger circuits and stuff. He's kind of telling me, sometimes he told me to take it easy. Right. Out there. And, like, man, be quiet. I, I want to go fast. <laughs> but um, he just... <laughs> But he just kind of looks at like, I guess he looks at it like, dang, like my kid's doing this crazy sport that I grew up doing. And I don't know, but I enjoy it. And, and as long as I'm having fun, that's what uh, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's a good attitude for him to have. And it kind of takes the pressure off you, I would think, because, I mean, you've seen some I've seen some of these relationships where the dad's pretty hard on the kid and it doesn't normally turn out very well so you can consider yourself fortunate that that's the way he is with you yeah it's it's not even fun when uh there's a dad uh like i mean when stuff like that happens or there's a day like that it, it doesn't even make it fun when so. you look back when you look back at at, at all the years i mean it's it's funny because it i mean you've basically been with us from the beginning and it seems like a long time and it seems like you were such a little kid at the time do you when you look back at what you've done so far in Moto America, is there one year that really stands out as a year that you enjoyed more than any of the others? Mm, yeah, I mean, the KTM RC Cup season 2016 was a pretty, pretty fun year, honestly. When I uh, just uh, I, I progressed a lot through that year, and I got my first podium. And uh, New Jersey, I think, 
yeah, and then I just kind of progressed throughout the year and uh, would get a win. And then my first pole position and like a double weekend, I think one weekend, a double win weekend. And, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty awesome year riding with Brandon and Anthony and all those other guys, which were all my friends at the time. I mean, some of us still are. But we, I mean, we were friends off the track and on the track. It was pretty good time yeah i mean being in the paddock it's you you see those kids at that age in those you know now it's junior cup but before it was ktm and you know it's it's kind of fun to watch them like at night and stuff when they're just they're just out being kids and it doesn't surprise me that that was back when uh when things were 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 more fun just because of uh it was kind of a fun series and everybody being on the same bike was that something that you liked when i mean it was kind of like everybody lined up with similar equipment so you know, somebody down the road that had more money didn't necessarily have a better bike. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you re- repeat that? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just, I was just saying that it's like the, the spec class racing was probably something you enjoyed because the bikes were the same. So it was like, it, it was the rider and not necessarily whose father had the most money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Ashton, I want to ask you, on most of your race weekends, our race weekends, I try to get down there at some point. You, you know, don't go over and, and, you know, talk to your dad and your grandfather a little bit. And I'm always impressed with the fact that, you know, you guys are always working on something at the time. So can you tell us, like, how does it work within the team, the structure? I mean, it seems like your dad's working on the bike. Is he is he really technically your crew chief? And what is what is your grandfather? How, what part does he play in the whole thing? Other than it's way to stay off social media, which I know he still be that a couple times. Uh, well, uh, yeah, my dad's the the main guy. Works on my bike. He he uh he doesn't really like anybody touching the bike sometimes. But um, yeah, um, my grandpa will help out with uh, work on the bike when uh, we need him. He's he's kind of the fuel guy, I guess. And this year we got some help. So, uh, but it's mainly my dad that's messing with the bike, and my grandpa's always there uh, to support us and stuff. He he never misses a race, so I'm pretty fortunate to have both of them by my side every race weekend. Yeah, I mean, he was always a fixture with your dad back when your dad was racing, so it's pretty cool that he kind of continues it, and it's it's fun to see that three the three generations of of you guys hanging out together and doing stuff. Um, talk to us about I I had this at uh the road america too i had a chance to come down and talk to you a little bit about the fact that you were racing a honda this year hoping to get the newer bike but you've got the one that you have now which is as red as red can be and um you know you've done well with it so far and it's interesting the fact that you're other than cameron jones in um junior cup you guys are really the only ones that are well i guess he also raced in super sport um, or was going to it at Road America on a Honda, but you guys really carry the flag for Honda, and it's it's unusual because I can't think if uh, you would know this better than us, but I don't remember that your dad ever raced a Honda, but you are, and and uh, can you talk about this situation with Honda, how that came to be, and what you're planning to do with that down the road, possibly? Yeah, so um, at the beginning of the year, we weren't really sure what we were going to do, and Cameron Jones and his dad, Daryl Jones, were kind of the reason, or that that was how we got 
on the grid this year. We weren't really sure what was going to happen, and they kind of last minute had messaged my dad, Daryl, did, and um, asked if I wanted to ride the Honda. And I, I much rather would be out racing than you know sitting on the couch and stuff. So um, we were like, heck yeah, and we got the bike, and we're supposed to be getting a new bike whenever. Before the coronavirus stuff had happened, it was supposed to come in around May, but it's it's going to be later down the road now, maybe this fall sometime, unfortunately. But um, the bike I'm riding isn't too bad. And um, Road America was like the worst track, I feel like. I, I think once we come to Road Atlanta and these more technical tracks, we might have a better chance and uh, uh, a better chance of getting up at the front. I mean, not at the front, but, you know, closer to the front. It would be awesome to get up in the front in the rain or something, maybe. But, um. But yeah, we're just really trying to build a relationship with the Honda guys, and it's it's kind of cool being the only Honda out on the track. And um, yeah, we're uh, wanting to get that new bike soon. <laughs> so you you brought up Road Atlanta. What? Um, it, it's your home track, but sometimes that doesn't necessarily translate to it being your favorite. Is it? Is it one of your favorites? Yeah, Road Atlanta. Um, is one of my favorites. Uh, I've always done. I, I gotten pretty good results there, so uh, I like the track layout. It's it's pretty technical track. I haven't been there on a one thousand yet, so I know it's it's going to be a challenge. But uh, yeah, it's always uh, that was my first big track I ever went to. Big circuit on a TZ one twenty five. I'm pretty sure. Um. So it's always been one of my favorites. You know, I also want to ask you about the the Heron compound too. You obviously spend a lot of time there. You said it's about an hour. I wasn't sure how far you live from there. So it's a little bit of a haul for you to go there up there, but you've been there so many times and you're such a fixture with that place. How does it work when you go there? Do you, do you have to let them know you're coming? I mean, do you just go and go out on the track and, and what's the situation with Josh now? I believe he's mostly always out in California. Do you, do you see him very much anymore? Uh, no, nah, I don't see him that much. I mean, he'll come and visit the Heron compound every once in a while and stuff. But, um, no, nah, I mean, I'm, I've always been good friends with the parents and stuff. And, uh, Kim, I love Kim, Josh's mom. She's awesome. And, uh, they're just great people. That's pretty much where I kind of, I learned how to ride and get fast with Josh there back two thousand. 11 or 12 when we found out that place was there my dad brought me out there and i kind of fell in love with uh riding the mini motos out there in supermoto with josh and i was just getting faster and faster out there riding with him so we just came kept coming out there and uh yeah i just uh, i go out there usually whenever i want and i'll help with the track since josh isn't around i i'll do a lot of yard work usually takes a full day to do, to cut all the grass at that place but uh i know cam can't do it on her own so i try to help out the most i can and they let me train out there whenever so yeah now we can't go far in too far into this ashton without me asking about you you had mentioned you're good friends with kim and with josh um seems to be you're also pretty good friends with zoe um so you is she does she live at home and do you do you see her when you're at the track most of the time yeah, she's, I mean, that's another thing, because uh, I date Zoe, um, <laughs> yeah, I can, 
I can visit her and I can be at the track at the same time. It's pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, she, she's usually at home all the time, and we'll hang out there, and I'll ride, and she'll go hang out by the pool or something, and uh, she'll help with do yard work. We'll do yard work together or something. Yeah, we usually hang out a lot there. So. Not a bad idea to date a girl that owns a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's the neighbors. They're really good friends with the neighbors, and so am I. But it's just like uh, on the other side of the track, we just ride the other side of the track, and there's a pool over there at the neighbor's house. So. That's pretty great. Um, you know, we started out this podcast where I had joked about first time I heard your name or, or whatever, your first experience was a couple of months in uh, to being born, um, at least at Loudoun when you were on that podium. And um, Let's talk a little bit about your dad's career. Obviously, you were young when he was involved in his career, but he had a very, very long career when you look back at it and did some pretty amazing things during that time period and was a fan favorite for a lot of people. Um, used to be known as Double Aaron the Enforcer because of how uh, he, he took no prisoners when he was out there on the track and was sort of known for getting his elbow down before a lot of riders did. It was something he always did through the S's at, at Mid-Ohio, and I used to remember that pretty fondly. But how how much do you know about your dad's career, and did you have you had the chance to sort of look back at it through videos? Does he talk about it very much? And do you, do you have a pretty good grasp of, of what he did in, in, in um, AMA racing? Oh yeah. I mean, I know pretty much everything. Uh, uh, I've watched so many races and my dad, he doesn't, he doesn't really talk much about it. You know, he's, he's really cool and laid back. And there's some things that people tell me like, dude, did you know your dad did all this and got the, and won this and <laughs> freaking sliding across the finish line or the, while he was wheeling and have you seen this video? And I was, and I'd be like, holy cow, man, <laughs> I haven't seen that. And yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff that he's done. And, um, he, he really is a, a humble guy. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't talk much. Uh, he just stays cool. <laughs> So he's the opposite of Brandon Posh, your your room, your uh, riding mate today. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, the I don't know if you saw we so the guy a uh, couple of the riders, the uh, team Hammer and the Yamaha Attack Yamaha team were up at the Ridge uh, a couple days ago, and you know went around it. They said it was a fun track, a lot of turns in it, and some elevation changes. What do you? Are you looking forward to going to that track? I, you probably haven't haven't seen it or been there. I wouldn't think, have you, Ashton? Oh no, I haven't. But uh, from the photos and stuff, and that I've seen in the past few days, it looks like it's going to be a fun track. Um, I mean, from the photos I've seen, it kind of looks like it might be similar to Pittsburgh in a way. Um, and I love Pittsburgh, so that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, somebody told me yesterday it was like a combination of Pittsburgh and Infineon, and they said one other track. So it's they they they've all said that it's that it's a lot of fun and the racing there will be good. So does it help you on a, a, a with the bike that you're on now? Does it help you to be on a tighter track more so than the faster track like Road America? Um, honestly, 
the first time I rode that bike was um uh I'm pretty sure it was a weekend before the first uh Moto America, Moto America round at Road America. It was at uh Heartland Motorsports Park. And uh other than Road America and Heartland, I haven't rode it anywhere else. So um it was pretty dialed in at Heartland Motorsports Park with just a few changes we had made to it from right out the box. So uh well dialed in as far as you know the corners and stuff um it felt really well so i'm really hoping uh road atlanta it's gonna work good wait ashton you said heartland are you talking about topeka kansas yeah you you went you run out and rode it in kansas how did it end up that you were out in kansas i don't get it um so daryl jones and uh cameron jones are i guess daryl consider our team owner he's that's where their shop is and well, oh, okay. it's, in, it's in missouri it's up there that north. makes sense so, uh, yeah you're right I, I, you're right i knew it was missouri i knew he was from missouri but i always forget how missouri and kansas you know it's like what kansas city is actually the kansas city people know is in missouri not in kansas or something like that so it's actually kind of hard to yeah. figure it out but that's a track i think your dad's probably been at that track didn't he race at that track a few times yeah he would have I think AMA went there for a year, maybe. Yeah, I think yep. one or two years. Second. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a cool track, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think they had a problem with like one of the last, the final turns on the track, so they quit going there or something. That's what my dad said. I think. Yeah, but there's some. Stuff it's a really that, neat track. There's some stuff that it would take some work to get rid of. I guess there's some. I don't know if it's a big ditch still or a wall or what it is, but I know there was something there that kind of prevented us from from taking it too far, but I know Moto America guys looked at it. Of the, of the tracks that we go to now, not counting the Ridge since you've not been there, but of the tracks that we go, we go to and are still going to, uh, what, what do you have one that stands out as a real favorite for you? Uh, Barber has always been my favorite track, I believe. Um, it's just awesome, flowy track. And there's something about that track i I just feel comfortable there, and I can get a flow going no matter whether it's practice, qualifying, or in the race. I can get a good flow going. So, uh, and uh, it's a beautiful track. Yeah, I I think I'd agree with you on that. I mean, I enjoy that track just from us going there and and being a spectator or whatever. But you know, it's interesting. I think probably Josh Heron considers that one of his favorite tracks too. I think he thinks of it as one of his home tracks too. You probably do too, since it's, it's not too far. How far of a drive is it for, from home for you to go to Barber? Uh, about two hours. Two hours. And how far is it from your house to go to road Atlanta? Uh, pretty much the same, really maybe an hour and a half. Isn't that funny? I thought you were closer to road Atlanta. So, wow, you're a little, you're a little ways from there then. Okay. Um, I gotta, I gotta learn my geography a little bit better, but, um, and and this track coming up, will you will you have a lot of your friends will be coming up to it? Was is that the plan? Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll have uh, you know friends and family from Milledgeville and uh, my uh, my granddad's brother Gary. He's been to the races a few times with us. He was at uh, Pittsburgh last year, won that podium in the Stock One Thousand class and stuff. And, He's a big supporter. He was always a big supporter of my dad and stuff. He's awesome. 
And um, <laughs> I got to just <laughs> hair and comb. say about Gary, my gosh, when you see him, he looks like he could be your dad's brother. I mean, it's so weird that he's, he's your dad's uncle, right? I mean, that's it's just nuts. Yeah, so he's th 13 years younger than my granddad and 13 years older than my dad. And people mistake <laughs> him for my dad sometimes. They tell me stories years ago where they'll walk up to him and say, you Aaron Yates? And he'll be like, no, but he's over there or something. And that's funny. That's funny. Okay. He really does look like you, your, da your dad. I've only got one more question and then I'll let uh, Sean finish it up. But um, I know you're at the Supermoto track today with Brandon. Um, who's faster? You know, it's we're like dead even. It's pretty crazy. Um, well, we're at Bristol Motorsports Park. Yeah, I mean, he's I'm like quicker and uh, the tighter stuff here, and then he seems to get me in like one or two turns. He makes up time and stuff, but we're like dead even. But it's a lot of fun to be able to have someone like Brandon to ride around with, uh, even though I ride at Josh's a lot, uh, I rarely have someone out there, you know, quick enough that I can like ride with and compare with and talk to. So it, it's pretty awesome to have him out here. I've been wanting to come down here for a while. I've been stuck riding Josh's for too long. I want, I need a different track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are you guys about the same height now or, or are you still a little taller than Brandon? Um, honestly, I think we're about the same height because I stopped growing and Brandon looks like he may still be growing. I don't know. but I think you're right. <laughs> still shooting up there, but no, it's cool. Um, it's great. Great to have, uh, you guys in the series and continuing on and Ashton, it's been fun to see you develop. I mean, I remember, um, I think it was in New Jersey, uh, when you were on the podium that one year and, um, you, you know, we went to. Paul went to you in the press conference to talk, and I think you kind of had a moment there where, of, uh, you know, hadn't done it before. And you've, you've, uh, I, I, I was telling him before this, I just from talking to you at the track, I mean, you definitely have, you know, come into your own and, and, uh, are, are a good communicator now. Let me put it that way. So, um, it's, it's good that you're involved in our series and you represent our future really well. And you've done some amazing things on the bike. Uh, so, you know, thanks so much for being on with us. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, I just I remember it back. Uh, I remember that day back in the KTM Cup. I was uh, I just I didn't know what to say. I know I'd never done an interview like that before. And my dad, uh, I came into the back to my pit, and my dad was like, you know, I had to take. Uh, I think he took like a Suzuki interview class or something, or I don't know. But I, I guess he struggled with the same thing or something i don't know but yeah you you but you yeah around, i'm figuring out you came around pretty quick i remember that day after that one or that that day i said look when we go back in there the next time just pretend it's just you and me and i'll ask you questions and just answer it like those other guys aren't there and then you picked up on it pretty quick and everything went pretty smooth since then so that was uh i i always i always tell people that story to show how much these kids develop from the time they get on their first podium you know for the rest of their careers it, kind of it's fun to watch them develop that way too so congrats on that yeah yeah and it's funny it's, it's funny ashton you know just to mention about your dad again you know to your point he is really quiet and still is but he was always great in press conferences i'm sure paul you you agree that you when you would ask him a question he was he was pretty thoughtful with his answers a lot of times and really explained himself well so um oh yeah 
Yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's never a big talker, like you said. He's a humble man, but uh, yeah, he got he 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 told you what you needed to know, so it was very helpful. That's right. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, Ashton, thank you, and I, I want to say thank you to the fans too for listening to this podcast. Uh, it's great to have have uh, Ashton Yates on. Um, please subscribe to Moto America Live Plus, our popular subscription streaming service, and also don't forget to get your race weekend tickets. You know, for sure, Road Atlanta is coming up. It's it's Ashton's home track. He's going to lot of, have have a lot of family and friends there, but he's going to want to have a lot of people from all over the Georgia area, Atlanta area, coming out out to see him as well as uh, further than that. And uh, it's a great track to watch. It's it's a fan favorite. Um, so you go to MotoAmerica.com for details on how to sign up for our streaming service and also uh, get those tickets for our races. So, uh, and we'll be bringing it to you. Um, thanks so much. Okay, guys. Thank you.